I'm going to do the dance of joy that my friend Jacques has finally come completely onto the other side of nerddom. You know, he was riding the fence. Oh, I'm a jock. No, now I'm a nerd. No, now you're a full-time nerd, baby, all the way. Um, you know, gain an extra 50 pounds, pounding away those snacks. <laughs> no exercise for you. It's just sitting around playing games, watching TV, uh, milk chugs, more like milk chugs than milk duds. Um, how do they call them milk duds when everyone is a winner? They're not, <laughs> there's not, I've yet to find an actual dud. Biff, why don't witches want to date Ichabob Crane? I don't think Biff is here. I don't think his Zoom is working yet. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can find Biff. I, I don't. I don't know. Why do you ask? Oh yeah, yeah. Why did what? Witches Ichabod? What? What? Tell me. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish it. Uh, because he's obsessed with getting head. Yeah. See, he's a headless horseman, and, and that's why they don't want to date him. Oh, man. Okay, okay, you'll get this one. Hey, Biff. Yeah. yeah why don't yeah. vampires have unexpected pregnancies? Why don't vampires have unexpected pregnancies, Jock? Uh, they have to have permission to come inside. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> hey, Good welcome God. to Critical Personnel. It's Jacques. Um, I don't know why I'm here again, but this is Biff. Ooh, <laughs> it's the ghost of Joe. Uh, I was hoping that when I said, "Hey, Biff," you were going to answer doing your impersonation of Biff, My which German. is German. I don't know if you listened to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Biff, but apparently you have a very thick Hogan's Heroes German accent now. Hi, this is Biff. Yes. Hello. That's my uh, professional voice. Uh, uh, that's, so, that's how I sound, sound in all of my you know Zoom calls at work. So I don't know how Joe got that footage. You look at me funny. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, wouldn't that be great? Like if 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 you just started because it is it's fun. Anyways, before I go, or go through a drive through with that voice and then pull up and they see you. And like, yeah. Um. So the last couple sideshows we've done, the last couple episodes, uh, we had our friend Hafen on. I. Yep have gotten such tremendous feedback. Hearing from people haven't really talked to in a while, like Alex Grant, who texts me, and, and the text that came in from Alex is like, I've liked weather my whole life. It's the most hafen thing I've heard hafen say yeah. in 15 years. Uh, but it was. It was, it was delightful. Uh, most of the people I'm hearing from are like, oh, yeah, he's a spy. So, yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys had fun. I know Hafen did, but I that that was a lot of fun. First of all, it was a lot of fun just catching up with you and him together, Biff. That was really that was great. Totally, totally, yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, and uh, a number of people, wait, was Danny Masters really in your wedding? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep. Was Joe really in your wedding? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, the the second most infamous person somebody said you did yeah, you, you did that was me you, yes oh, yeah. oh man but that was, was the second most controversial person <laughs> at jock's yeah. first wedding yeah uh and, and so next week's podcast which we just recorded uh you know i'll let you guys tell everybody what what they have to look forward to next week yeah so we t- ranked our top 10 favorite porn stars nice and, uh, yes ron jeremy was and, my one through nine yeah <laughs> Currently, <laughs> you know, currently, you know, we had a little controversy in terms of you know whether you know we could name you know dead porn stars or not, but, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so they're no, all no, dead no, inside, we, though. Aren't they're they? all dead inside. This is true. Yeah. No. What? What do we talk about, Joe? We just did it. Oh, <laughs> we talked about our top ten or ten sounds from yeah. our youths, 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 youths. Our two, our youths. youths. Our, our childhoods, you know, yeah. seventies, eighties, some nineties, maybe. Um, maybe sounds some of that the sixties. Yeah, is it? So, sounds yeah. that like we associate with that era in time and probably can't be replicated today. Uh, and and it seriously, I, I I could not say thank you again enough to yeah. the two of you for indulging me in that it was great that Biff had such a international flair and and both of you guys brought up sounds. We had so much crossover and so many things akin and similar, but you each had sounds that were not in my, on my list, were never going to make my list. But as soon as you set them, I'm like, holy crap. How did I, I mean, it, it, all of a sudden it's like 1975 and I'm yeah. back at this place or that place. It, so I will that, say one of the ones that I brought up that, that really set you back was a surprise. Like I thought, okay, I just thought, you know, just kind of for me and then, the fact that you responded so much to that was that one was a shocker. So that I thought that was was really interesting. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Get a little bookkeeping out of the way. So so update on my comedy, which everybody wants to know. Uh, Joe came to uh, one of my shows, and it's you know I I love doing the Luna Theater. It's this show and Lowell monthly. I gotta say I've got to open for some amazing headliner, some absolute dinosaur. And I mean that in a complimentary way, but guys who've been headlining since the late seventies, eighties, just huge staples in New England, uh, people who've had like national at one point anyways, but this past week, it was a last minute substitution because the headline couldn't make it. I've never heard of this guy, but instantly I become a huge fan, um, of this comic. Uh, his name is Brian Longwell, and he goes. His moniker is the the corporate comedian. You wanna you wanna fill Biff on and what a corporate comedian kind of is, Joe? Um, is he really yeah. one of those people that do those do those corporate gigs? Yeah, like he's uh he's a guy that I guess you hire for like um, yeah. corporate trainings, yeah, yeah. sort of the ice break kind of things, but. He utilizes. We we're talking about old technology. His 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 staple. The staple of his um, act is an overhead projector. So mm-hmm. he takes like you know cellophane uh, drawings, like hand drawn pictures, to illustrate right. each of his points, and then you know throws them up on the overhead. 
and it's rudimentary at first, but then he starts to incorporate multiple layers of, mm. um, you know, uh, drawings and it's, it's very, it's fun. So he, at first you're like, this is kind of okay. It's, you know, it's not out of the park, but as he starts to go on the, style grows on you and you okay. become like oh, oh now i see where he's going with this okay now this is like a running joke and this is becoming funnier okay and by the end you're yeah you're really on his side and it's like yeah like he, he grows on you quickly and he was great he's yeah he's a mock okay. he's a mock motivational speaker thank you okay, know? okay. A, 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 there, there at one point i was really waiting for him to have to break character and let some woman <laughs> catch your breath <laughs> he he did i mean loved him it was a great and what i love it's like I, you know i love stand-up comedy i love but there's so few acts this is more of a this was like a 30-minute sketch it was like a one-man play slash kids in the hall sketch this is definitely like carrie mcdonald or bruce mccullough this could have been a bruce mccullough 30-minute like if maybe mark uh, mckinney yeah. mark, you're right yeah yeah and, you know, but it's his slides and he okay. kept hearkening back to when he would like add something to slide or it's like, oh, you're on shaky ground here. Because you can't do that on PowerPoint. Like he kept justifying why he's using outdated technology. Um, OK, but it's like, so your goals are here and you have to do X and Y to get them. You're not going to do that. So you're going to have to read. And then he would okay. have a slide telling you how to, you know, be more realistic with your okay. hopes and dreams. Look, so, so so for a moment, I thought, because there's a guy that I, I use slide, the slide projectors. He's like, but he's like an, an engineering guy. So he's like an engineer who, who, who I thought used, you know, so. But he actually, a part of his act was he went to, he graduated, he went to an engineering school, like electrical engineering, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and I guess he did really, really, really well in life, and that's why okay. he. This is like you're like you're like a hobby type thing, but he's great. That's, Ab cool. that's abs cool. Absolutely, it was fun. Um, yeah, I, I did. I think I did like 15 minutes, and and it was fun. It was mostly newer stuff, and I think I think okay. it went over okay. There was a couple things that, you know, I, I I'm like, yeah, you know what, this this. I, I could I could beta test a couple things on this crowd just to kind of see <laughs> if it were right. if it, if it I would, would say work. you should probably also make an eye appointment because you were trying oh. to read off your set list and Dude, I, I think you needed the, you needed the overhead projector. Like, I did well <laughs> of all the and, and, and we the joked, teleprompter. I've joked about that with like honestly that spotlight you can, so at one point I'm doing not doing crowd work but I'm like hey has anybody adopted a dog from a rescue and this woman like three four rows back says yes no idea it was Ellen like you can't see <laughs> the first row you literally and there's been a couple of times like I I like you know like uh you know I'm like you know uh I, I make a you know sorry ladies couple you know a couple fellas I'm taken and then I just point I'm like uh, excuse me sir the the eyes are up here. I don't know if I'm pointing to a person or an empty yeah. chair. It's just because it's blinding. Uh, but it, that was a lot. But we also saw, you know, a really good friend, you know, our friend uh, Jim, who's, you know, done the podcast a couple times early on, you know. Senior Republican correspondent. Jim. Jim's on the podcast. Ooh, Jim. Jim's sitting right here. Ooh. personnel won't be the same. Jim is joining the podcast. Joining, joining, joining the podcast. Who voted for Trump? Jim, he's joining the podcast. Though he should be ashamed, because his podcast is lame. Jim is his name. Jim. 
he actually <laughs> yeah no he actually covered he went to some candidate some some congressional guy running from districts like six or district five in Massachusetts, oh. uh, a, a sacrificial lamb. It was like, oh yeah, he's only going to lose by thirty points. But yeah, hey. they, they, that candidate was a little too Trumpy for Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, but and that was yeah, that was that was a well said. So this week was uh, big for my little guys. Uh, my little guys started playing this game called Five Nights at Freddy's the day it came out. And it was okay. their whole world. And I mean, so it's a video game. It's, it's, have you played, you played it, right? Can you describe the game a little, you know, you don't Not know. Really. I mean, okay. I think, I mean, my son actually ex explained it to me kind of recently. It's essentially you're in like a, you're the security guard at a Chuck E. Cheese type place, mm. but um, you're, you're like the night watch person, but all of a sudden you're in this, you're in the security booth and you see that the animatronic animals have become to life and are now yeah that's coming, not scary at all coming toward you and so what you're i guess the game is you have to like you can't really leave the security booth you have to just monitor the uh all of the you know security cameras and like i think you can engage doors and stuff so you can lock uh out the you know you can see where the animatronic uh, animals are going before they get there, you lock that door, something like that. And mm -hmm. I forget how it. I don't know. No, yeah, you, you, you're, and, and it's yeah. A, it's a little bit like Luigi's Mansion, where you have a flashlight that can stop them. Oh yeah, right. for a short time, but you're running out of battery, and you can't look away from the monitors too long. Mm. The game is all jump scares. It, it, yeah, the whole right. thing is jump scares. Uh, you get mutilated by yeah. It's it's Chunky Cheese, the rock band from Chunky Cheese, come to life. Chuck. E Chuck cheese. Chuck E cheese. Where a kid can be a kid. You want to see the East? Like, as a comedian friend I have who has a bit where I guess it's real. His brother just one day says, "Entertainment's a stupid name," because he found out that the E in Chuck E cheese stands for entertainment. <laughs> you know, and, and and the guy who uh, oh. created uh, what, did he create Nintendo? Created Chuck E cheese? No, Atari. No, maybe maybe the guy from atari atari uh, i think chuck he e. like cheese. yeah yeah it was like a showbiz pizza in some areas and chuck e cheese in other so areas. so they've on and and you know it's horrible and it's graphic and it's jump scary and it's inappropriate and the boys started playing it when they were four and seven and it's a tablet mm. game it's not a console game right you know it's right. an online game and like marco plier the famous youtuber yeah. came to providence playing this game it was like a pc this, game though it was yeah. a PC game too, but yeah. it, but this was this this game launched dozens of very to this day popular YouTuber games, uh, mm. and but the boys have loved it. The and this has been one of those um, in the works on again off again projects. It's one of those movies that it was developed and it was starting to shoot or was going to shoot and something happened and this happened. They have been waiting without exaggeration almost their entire life for this movie. And as the movie starting, as the previews are over, you know, my 16 year old, you know, turns to me and goes, so this is like my end game. And he's right. He's not kidding. <laughs> yeah. He's not, I yeah. mean, he's not kidding. He has yeah. been waiting his whole life for this game. And, and it's, you know, it's funny because it is, it's violent, but it's spun off all these books and all these other things. And I remember right, right. getting called to school he he got in trouble. He wasn't supposed to have blood on an art project, and he 
said, no, I'm drawing this picture. And he, he made right. this. And the teacher, the guidance counselor, and the principal are in a little room with management and I. And he's not in the room. And they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. And they have the book that he used to draw from. And they're like, we don't think this is appropriate. And I don't say anything. I just quietly reach over. I turn the book over and I point to the bottom of the book where it says scholastic, like he bought it at the school book yeah. fair. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, then maybe you shouldn't have had it as the book fair for sale because this is where, and then you open the thing where the school stamped it, you know, for their book fair. <laughs> and I yeah. open it. I'm like, so let's move on. And the look of, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, but anyways, but do your research. The FNAF movie came out, um, and it looked. I, I was gonna say, if I was gonna, you know, have a you know Chuck E. Cheese horror game show, a game game, it would be like I'm the adult hosting a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party, and I have my goal is I have to somehow navigate myself to the line to get me, you know. Two you know, double fist of beer yes. because they won't sell you pictures at Chuck E. Cheese's <laughs> while all the kids hang over me trying to get more tokens. Right. The, the whole premise of the game is you have to make it to 6 a.m. and you have to survive five days. Now, why are you going back day two after being there day one? <laughs> You, you know? gotta pay the rent, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, big actors were in the movie. Oh, a big actor was the, the lead in the movie. But a bunch of YouTubers had like their little cameos, and each and every time a YouTuber was on, the boys would like lose right, their right, right. shit. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. You know, and, and it is. Yeah. It's it's been one of those. You know, is it happening? Isn't happening? Movie. Uh, Blumhouse. Blumhouse did it. Am I saying it right? The one, I the think horror. So, Blumhouse. It's yeah. a, it's a famous movie, you know, horror movie thing. It's on Peacock, and it's one of those things where, you know, I, I called Sullivan and said, hey, because he's kind of a gamer and likes this. I'm like, he goes, oh, I would love to go. He goes, you know, it's coming out on Peacock tonight too, and I'm like, yeah, but I know. their thing. It's a yes, yeah. It's like, like you said, it's their end game, so they have to see it on the big screen with a crowd of other fans. And um, yeah, like my older son, Connor, was telling me about it, how he and my, my both my boys watched it, I think this morning or last night on Peacock. And they liked it. They're fans of the game. But they understand that it's it's not a critical darling. Like I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it got like 30% critical review, but audience consensus was like 81%. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. I, I mean, they they walked out saying, oh, I wish this. And it's it's, they merged, they ended up Biff, there's probably it's like a Grand Theft Auto or anything else. There's like five, six versions of the game. Like, like you know, there's a part two and a it's like continuation. So this game isn't an old game. It's still that you know they come out with oh, a, it's okay. like a Resident yeah. Evil. It's the same premise. You're right, the right, same right, thing. Right. <laughs> but there was a character from like the second game who was in the first game, and they were like, well, that person, that thing shouldn't have been here, and that's really from the fourth game. And, and, and it's funny because I think the youngest one is like, well, they should have saved that for the sequel. And and and, and their mom said, it's like, we don't know there's going to be a sequel. You hope there's a sequel. <laughs> Actually, I think they've commissioned like a trilogy. So from mm. what I understand. But that's what, well, you know, it, and uh, but that's the thing. When an actor signs six ones, on. Uh, six nights at Freddy's. But, yeah, but, <laughs> Seven you know, but, nights. But it is. It was, it, it was fun. It, it's exactly what you expect. Like I, yeah. it, And it's PG-13. Now, there's a rumored rated R version of it. 
because the game um, is not for the kids. director's cut. <laughs> yes. You know, so so maybe there'll be one of those. But yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. And, and I was I was so happy for them because they didn't walk out disappointed. You know, right. they weren't like, this is the greatest movie ever. But like, yeah, this was really good. I love this. I love this. I don't know about that. Well, maybe the next one, this person will do this. But but the cameos, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Like they knew where their bread was yeah. buttered. So that yeah. that was a super that was a super, cool. super fun thing. Yeah. Um, and, and have you guys seen anything fun? Is there anything coming out that you guys are like, what, what's the last movie, Biff, that you left the house and paid 14 bucks to see? What did we go? We saw something recently. What was it that we went to see? Uh, well, I think about it. <laughs> what about do you guys? Um, I, I know you go out, Joe, uh, Jock, but does Joe go out to movies a lot? Or... Uh, not not often. What, what was the last movie I saw? Gosh darn it. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Oh, Super Mario movie. Oh, oh okay. yeah. That's, Speaking that's, of that's video game movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We saw Super Mario movie in. Um, yeah, uh, well, I think that was the last movie. We it's funny because that had a song in it that went. So that had a song in it that blew up. There was a small band called Living Tombstone that kind of does covers, and they do their whole thing. If you look up Living Tombstone, um, they're not. I think it's one guy, but he writes songs about games. That's his thing, okay. and so the boys have loved this song. They, they got used to the movie, so it was kind of. It's like. And that guy just got a pretty fucking good payday. And you're like, good for him. Also, speaking of movie songs and Five Nights at Freddy's, I guess the needle drop there was um, Talking in Your Sleep. Yes. Yes. And the boys, again, because of their age, are stupid. And they thought that that song was made for the movie. And they were looking at management. And I was like, how do you know this song? (laughs) It's like... You know. Yeah, yeah. So, some, you see, kids, sometimes there are things that were made before you existed. <laughs> like happiness. <laughs> you know, I, I have a friend who thought that um, um, they made Twist and Shout for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So, oh, that's you know. great. Okay. All right. <laughs> what can I say? Um, that was yeah, well, yeah. You know, uh, it was a cover of a cover of a cover. Yeah. So, hey, but yeah. Don Shane, that was really Wayne Newton. <laughs> that all one hundred percent, all him. By the way, Native. thought it was a woman. Thought it was a girl. When I, no, when I was when I listened to Donka Shane being sung by Wayne Newton uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off as a kid, I was like, yeah. who, "Who's that chick? She sounds hot." <laughs> you were half right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so I've been talking about like you know my my oldest getting into playing American football and and things kind of going a little sideways with the team. Uh, mm-hmm. Long story short, the neighboring town to us didn't have enough players to field a team, so they reached out to my kid's school because it's a charter school where kids from three towns go to, right. and because kids from that town go to the school, the athletic director said, "Yeah, we're we're we're, we're partner up." And then the kids who came over from my son's school didn't see the field at all. Like they, they've mm. lost games. They, they've been losing. There was a game, the second or third game. It's like, okay, they're kind of new the first game. They're kind of new the second game. But at this point, they're four weeks there. The, they're playing at home. They're losing by 40 points in the fourth quarter. Jesus. <laughs> and they're Jesus. only losing by 40 points because the other team did not throw the ball after the first quarter. Right, right, right. It was one of those things. They scored on two plays opening drive. Uh, right. My son's team gets the ball, pick six, first or second play. You know, it, it was like, but at one point, and it, it's close to a 40 point thing, start of the fourth quarter, his 
his school, turns it over on downs, and all 11 kids on the field stayed on and played defense. And even my mom points and goes, why is the quarterback still out there? It's like, uh, so what ends up happening over the last week, a mass exodus. Of course. Where, where kids are like, and the funny thing is, it wasn't just kids from my son's school who were like, yeah, we're just props. We're like, we're out here to be tackling dummies at practice, but there's a state requirement. I think you have to have like 25 kids dressed mm. to be able to field a team. And they didn't mm. want players. But I guess, and then the coaches who have alienated some other players, I guess one of the few good players on that school's team uh-huh. also plays basketball. Oh, and, so yeah. And, and it's like he wasn't going to miss any games, but he was going to miss one of three practices that week. And the right. coach says, you're either 100% in or you're out. And the kid said, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm out. 0%. And then 0%. two of his buddies were like, well, if he's oh. not playing, I'm not playing. <laughs> and, 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 and then there was – Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this thing. And, uh, so it, it's – you know, and then the junior high game. So that that was, that was you know, it what it is what it is. But it's like no, uh, some men are just dumb. I, well, just dumb. the thing is, the first few weeks I kept my mouth shut. It's like it is what it is. And then it got really bad. And I'm like, hey, this isn't going to happen anymore. They started a junior high program, a junior varsity program, and even that, it's like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But it's like yes. he only has a couple games left. But I told the I I told him it's like. You don't have to go to the varsity games on Friday night if you have, because they would have a varsity game. Then he would have to take a bus an hour away, take an hour bus ride home. He, even if I drove the game, you have to go on the team bus there and back. So I would have to pick him up at the high school, get home at 11, 1130 at night. And then he'd have to be back at seven to take the junior varsity bus to go play his game an hour away. So I'm like, you know what? You're not playing anyways. You can just play the junior varsity games and you, you go to the Thanksgiving game. But it's one of those things. It's like after the first wave of kids walked out, the coaches were like, well, those guys are I'm not very, very not. They said all the things a coach you would think would say in a bad high school movie from 10 years ago. <laughs> right, right, right. Like those guys are this. You guys are here. This is still great. We don't have to need them. And then. The next week comes by and some kids who are on the fence of leaving who stood on the sideline and watched the team yeah. lose by 30 points. It's like, yeah. uh, yeah, see ya. And so I get, I drop him off at practice the other day, drive the other one to his, you know, you know, his football practice, soccer, and, uh, come back and pick my other son up. There's like 16 kids on the field. And I'm like, will they have enough to play this week? And there's like, five or six kids injured that are going to dress just so they have enough to, I don't know what the number is, but, and I did, I finally, well, the two athletic directors, I'm like, uh, why are you letting a feel good story become a could have been story? Like, like, you know, it's like, and I said to the athletic director for my kid's school, I'm like, I know this isn't your jurisdiction. It's this school in this town, but these are your players. You're the one that sent the email saying, Hey, come play here. And my kid, essentially joined as as kind of volunteering for community service type thing like like hey people in my community have this thing going it's going to let these kids down if i can help save this i'm going to do it and and then feel like uh we paid four hundred dollars for what (laughs) you know uh and and then it's funny we had a friend using you well it's great because our friend ross was up from baltimore this week and he's gotten into photography. He came to his game. He came to his JV game. 
and he has this great footage uh, where he's doubled. He breaks through double coverage, made a nice tackle on a kid, and then did the unthinkable thing in my world. Breaks through double coverage, makes a nice tackle, and then reaches his hand out and helps the kid up. And oh. Ross looks at me. He's like, didn't get that from you? I'm like, no, he didn't. Well, yeah, because, you know, and it's, it's to be fair to you, Jock, you wouldn't have been able to do it because, you know, your dance to, you know, taunt the guy would have taken so long <laughs> for you to reach out the hand. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I will say it's like, because I am old and I have – so much change when I see those clips on Instagram of, you know, there was a high school football championship and there was a touchdown in overtime and the team is celebrating and the other kids just dropped to the yeah. field in tears. And one player from the winning team went player by player. That, yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's just great. And the same thing. And I saw a clip the other week where a high school pitcher struck out his like best friend from childhood to win a state championship and as the whole team goes rushing he goes over to hug this kid like this is his best moment in high school sports this is his al buddy three touchdown yeah so um yeah i blame the internet too for his good sportsmanship (laughs) he's yeah what are you yeah 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 i thought thought it was the i thought it was the liberals and the you know the you know the participation trophies fault right but it's like what's it it called do they change is it called woke ball now woke ball (laughs) yeah but it, but it, you know it was it, I, I I I now I see that and like that's great you know I on the other hand my son and I have enjoyed the fact that in that game going back a few weeks where they're down by forty the other team hasn't thrown the ball since the first quarter it's all underclassmen playing and it's second and eight for this team and one of the inside linebackers made a great tackle on my son's team uh-huh. Russell line made a tackle for like a one yard loss yeah. got up and celebrated and <laughs> mocked putting a seatbelt on because it was a crash and i start like he's losing my 40 at home and then i swear to god like the coach signaled into the quarterback the quarterback nodded the next play was a 30 yard bomb for a touchdown like a 30 yard bomb the kid ran another 20 yards and it was like Okay. <laughs> you know? Good job. Good job, kid. And, and you won the battle but lost the uh you lost the thing. war. Yeah. But but it's like wow, like like that is a kid who would like have his parents build a shelf to put up his participation trophy. So God. you know it, it is. It's everything that I didn't want for them. And and on the other hand, on the other hand, as always, things work out different for his brother, who has such a charmed existence, where you know he's captain of his two teams, won a playoff game today, and is just everything he does. Like, like you know what I mean. Good. It's like you can you live know. off his riches. You're right. Yeah, you know, seriously. Or or be bailing him out of jail because you know that's it's gonna run. Yeah. Anyways. But it'd be a, a cool like white collar crime where like he, you know, embezzled money or something, you know. So I'd be all for that. You know, yeah. I'd be uh, you know, I I I I I'm old enough now and I'm wise enough now where I'm thinking, why did Batman spend seven nights beating schizophrenic people in makeup you know versus just he was so good in business you could see that and 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 the dark knight returns just spent one night a week with the excel spreadsheets 
busting a couple corporate. I mean, literally, if you could, if you could get one other billionaire who's skimming two percent, dude, that funds every Gotham <laughs> children's program for ten years. Well, I saw, I saw something about how like Batman is a billionaire going around, essentially beating up, you know, you know, street thugs who are just trying to get by because you know, you know. Everything is so awful they can't make any money. And so it's like, oh, so like, you know, like a Republican kind of a thing. Yeah, no, I see. Yeah, he's, he's it. Yeah. yeah and, and obviously, like, like, you know, it's like, you know, all these people have mental illness. They're in and out of the mental institution. Yeah. And, you're, and your solution is to so punch them harder this punch time. Hard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta uh, make it stick. Uh, speaking about punching harder, uh, thank yeah. you guys again for pushing back the recording for a couple hours so I could start our pool closing, which hasn't happened, which uh, Biff, um, see, when you don't live in Southern California, you have to winterize your pool. Yeah, you, ha you have to do like, all these. Just so the pipes don't explode. Is that what it is or? Exactly. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you know, yeah. get a come. It, it's, it's a living nightmare or it's expensive, you know, and yeah. it's sounds like both. It, yes, yes, yeah. it is, and it, this pool is not my friend. And this, in the last couple of years, I've done less and less. It's like, okay, this is too much of a hassle. The other people live here want to use the pool; they can come help. Or I'm just, it is. It's 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 one of those things where um, it, it's it's a living nightmare. Uh, but thank you for letting me push it back. But uh, bigger things going on. Uh, we'll touch on it just just really quickly. Uh, the mass shooting in Maine, which you know it was, it is what it is. One of the one of the one of the upsetting things is the Democrat congressman from that district right. who lives in that town has been one of the few Democrats holding up legislation. Like, like when it comes around, he's one of those very, very, it's like, well, we're Maine and we're responsible. And now he's like, oh, yeah, these weapons of war can't be on the street. I've had a change. Is that, and, and literally the question is, is that what it takes? Do you have to have one of these mass shootings in your town where your constituents are mowed down for you to say, huh? Well, huh. that means we need we need another like couple hundred, right? Because I'm sorry, if Sandy Hook doesn't do it, we're talking about Sandy Hook is like a bunch of little kids, like a bunch of little, little kids. And if that doesn't change you, I'm sorry. Uh, this isn't going to do anything. This isn't going to move the needle. It's, the, it's one guy. Uh, so yeah. you need you need to have like two hundred and fifty of them, right? Each one of those, you know, those Congress, you know, people in Congress, you know, in in the House, right. in their hometown, it has to happen. Yeah, I, I I don't ascribe to the idea that that because one town or one district is changing in response or might be changing their laws and in, in response to the a massacre that that will then you know roll over yeah. to like right. other districts. It's like no, they're just like it's. It's going to be case by case. Right. Well, it's no. going to be area by area. Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a Congress person from that district in D.C. So he's not like a, a congressman in the state house of no of no no. Maine. no I'm I get it. What I'm, yeah yeah. What I'm saying. Right, you, you right. need a you need another how many votes? Right. It's like the Republicans have the majority anyway. So oh, what a good time to make change your mind when your house your your party doesn't even have the majority. Right. It's a and, nothing and, burger. And I remember there was there's one of these shootings in Portland and the. And the chief of police, the chief of police yeah. on his uh, Facebook page a few years earlier was yeah. a Sandy Hook denier. 
he, yeah. he and it wasn't until this happened in his town and he's like yeah. oh i can't believe it. but you know it's it, and that's why you know it, it is it's just it's just it's just horrible and it's it's but at least like the the, the good ending happened where he just shot himself is is that because it's like yes yes yeah, no I, I and uh, no 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 we're not going to fucking right. debate this no, i'm really right. passionate about murderers murdering themselves afterwards yeah. go yeah. fuck yourself in hell yeah. you cunt you cunt <laughs> yeah. like seriously like there's no justice what are they going to apprehend him and put him on trial and then you know he's going to get 18 life sentences right go go fucking at, oh, go yeah. you know go fucking ar15 yeah. you know seriously no, you 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 were hundred percent right. It's like we don't need to know why he did it. There's really you like who cares? No, nobody yeah. can, right because it's, it's all out there. You know, whatever he did, yeah. it he's already he was written. he was uh, he was put away for two weeks this summer. Right, and nobody in said, a mental institution, and he was released. He was a trained gunman. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. He's in a state with the loosest yeah. gun laws. You know, I mean, it's it was all there, and it just happened. And right. it was tragic. And the, the best outcome happened where he killed himself. And that way, this particular crazy person can't kill again. Yeah. Next. And that, and that, yeah. and again, it's like, we won't make this a political thing when, but when that side is, is pro-life and at the same time, this, it's like, come on, you can't, you can't, you can't be for weapons of war on the street and say every life is thing because anyways, it's, it's horrible. Uh, but yes, you know, Joe, you are a thousand percent right. Um, so we're all moving to Jap J Japan with Biff next month. <laughs> they won't let us in. Damn it. They don't want us. Wait, what if we get married? To well, We can both can't marry Biff. Oh, I thought you meant each other. You know, you know what's funny really about Japan is that, you know, Japan doesn't recognize same-sex marriage, so. Yep, because they're racist and homophobic. <laughs> and don't forget. It's not just white people, all folks. All, all, that all that stuff. Not just American, white people. Yeah, what? Um... Yeah, you know, and, and and Joe and I like and all and all the and all the gun, the mass gun deaths in Japan too. You don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the speaker. So after three weeks, there's a speaker of the house who is an election denier, which is going to make 2024 so much fun. It's oh, I, I, I'm sure that's going to go just whatever. fine. Yeah. Um, well, you don't uh, vote. You don't. You know. You, you know. You don't even care, Biff. You don't even bother to vote. No, 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 no. It's it's just that the you know that Congress is going to be dissolved before they have to certify that election, so it may not matter. Let's let's nothing matters. Nothing. Uh there's a Can I mention that I have a different country's passport? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a get out of America free card. Hashtag jealous. It, um, it could also be interpreted as you know get out of America. You know, uh, that's what I meant. Card. Get out of America. Free no, I mean, card. like, you know, getting, being, being kicked out. Oh, oh, that's true, true. Yeah. <laughs> the a other way. That's a, that's a get out. <laughs> Go back where you came from. My back's already yeah. packed. <laughs> Wait, yeah. are you sending me there? Because that's an expensive flight. So if you're all sending right. me back, I'm all good. Um, uh, so let's just skip down to games. Have you played any games, Joe? Like we talked about FNAF. What do you got going uh, this week? Super, you can't see it. God nope. damn it. God damn this technology. There you go. There you go. Okay. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Is that Ooh. new? Yes. It just came out last Friday. Same day as Marvel's Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 5, which I do not have because mm. I am poor-ish. <laughs> or let me just say um, all of my money is otherwise uh, um, taken. Spoken for. Yes, it's spoken for. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but Super Mario Brothers Wonder, 
$60 investment. Yes, I know. But, you know, I can sell all these games back here. I can start selling them off <laughs> and to cover the cost. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's actually like it's being lauded as a, uh, a breath of fresh air in the Super Mario franchise. Like the la mm. It's a 2D Super Mario Brothers game, like a traditional left to right <laughs> game. But it's, a, it's very trippy. You know, like there is a, um, a device in which you, if you, it's called a wonder flower. And if you grab it and on each level, it all of a sudden like an LSD trip happens oh, and hmm. something ha like the, the, the stage you're on, like becomes something else for a period of time until you get the wonder yeah, seed at the end. So oh. it's it's very fun. You get to play as multiple characters. You don't have to play as just Mario or just Luigi. You can play as Peach or Toad or or Brown Toad or Blue Toad or Green Toad. <laughs> um, any or 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 Daisy, uh, Princess Daisy, who we you know we don't really talk about too much, but um, you know so it's it's great. It's a it's a fun thing, and it's the first video game that is not where Mario and Luigi are not voiced by Charles Martinet. It's a new guy named, um, uh, I think his name, it's something Afghani. And I don't mean like he's an Afghani, like his last yeah, name is Afghani. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's like a 26-year-old, you know, snot-nosed punk who thinks he knows everything. Uh, but he'll be the new, the new Mario for at least this game. Um, who right. knows? But it, no, it's a, so I'm playing that for the Nintendo Switch. And it's fun. I'm having a good time with it. Uh, where'd Jacques go? Jacques, come back. You play. You, you don't play any video games. You. Yeah, you know what? I've been me. No, no, it's not. It's you know what? I've I've been meaning. So this is so sad. I actually got. You know, uh, it's for the PlayStation Four. I got the Resident uh, Evil Two for the PlayStation, and it's one of those things where um, I've been meaning to play, and I just you know haven't. Got, so I tried playing a little bit. And man, those new controllers are just so hard because <laughs> I used to play on the PlayStation 2, the yeah. original one. And there's, there's shit underneath the controller. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, right. So, yeah. Like there's like under buttons. So I, yeah. Right. The under buttons. So I have to get used to that. The aiming is so much harder because, you know, it's on that, you know, instead of the buttons, it's that little. That oh, it's that trackpad? It's a stick. I guess it's a stick, right? So. Oh, the you know, analog the stick. stick. The yeah, analog yeah, stick, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, before, like I said, everything was buttons. So it was just like, a, you know, button thing. And so just all that, the you know, I I got to the point, what, a, a certain point, and I just said, yeah, this is super hard. Yeah, it's um, it, it does take some getting used to. I do remember Jacques tells a story about how he hadn't picked up a controller in years. And then all yeah. of a sudden he was at a, a, somebody's house and they were playing Batman Arkham Asylum right. and for the uh, PlayStation 3. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like he, you know, didn't know how to hold a controller and that right. sort of thing. So yeah, it does take some getting used to, but yeah, it's almost like you, you kind of do need a lot of free time. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, cause I was doing stuff like, you know, I, I'm like, it's one of those, I don't remember exactly what I did, but it's like one of those things where like, I meant to shoot the guy, but instead I switched weapons or something like, you know, one of those, you know, I thought it was going to do this and it did something else completely different, you know? So yeah. I, I go through a lot of that kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah. And it takes a lot of de dedication and, and stick to itiveness. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to be sort of like in a zone to really enjoy those types of games. Like, it, it's I can't, but yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't, I can't like, I like resident evil games. Like uh -huh. resident evil four is like a really great game. Right. But like, 
I can't go back to them only because I'm not a big horror guy. I do like okay. first-person shooter games. Right. Like I saw that there's a RoboCop game coming out. Oh wow, Ro- that's pretty good. It's a and it takes place like in the late eighties, early nineties or whatever, you know, but it's in the style. Like there's like all these like CRT computer monitors. So, you know, like it's, it's set up like it was filmed in the eighties or nineties. Right. 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 Um, right. And um, it looks, but it's, it's, it looks pretty decent. You know, I don't think it looks like a spectacular game, but it's kind of like a, yeah. a gory, like this, this gang is taken over the news station yeah. and you have to mow everybody down as Robocop. Right. <laughs> It's like, yeah. I don't know. Is that the climate we're trying to, you know, it, it, it harkens back yeah. to a different time. No, no, no. All right. So I guess Jock's not here still. So we're just going to go to, well, you know what? I'm going I'm to go a quick This Week in Crime. And I don't have a clip, but we don't need a clip because, um, so this, everything about this is kind of weird. But so in Japan, there is this famous area called Shibuya. And Shibuya is known for this. They have the multi-way crossing, the four-way crossing. So there's this thing called the Shibuya crossing that people have seen where you see this, essentially this swarm of people crossing in every direction. So if you've seen footage of that in Tokyo, that is Shibuya, right? Okay. It's also the location where the, um, uh, if you saw those movies about the, 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 the faithful dog that always, you know, waited for his master, it's called, the dog's name is called Hachiko. And they made a, Richard Gere made a movie about it. So anyway, famous area. Uh, for some reason, it's become famous as a place to gather for Halloween. So <laughs> the Tokyo government has shut down the Halloween fun in Shibuya this year. And that's kind of been like, a, a, you know, been kind of somewhat controversial and also kind of caused a lot of consternation. And I'm just thinking, like, the fact that uh, Halloween stuff gets so huge in Japan that they actually have to have these things shut down and police do stuff is just staggering. Like, you know, don't know if you know this. Halloween not a traditional Japanese um, holiday or anything. I don't know. Are they putting the kibosh on like the American influence of Halloween? Kind of like, hey, wait a minute, this is kind of getting a little too popular for Japan. Like, it's it, it's mostly having to do with the fact that so many people show up, and then that leads to kind of like you know you know, and then they show up and it's an adult thing, right? It's it's yeah. They show up and they get drunk and they leave trash behind and that kind of stuff so that's really you know what it, what it's you know really about they don't want to become new orleans on you know mardi basically Gras. yeah they don't want to ever have that at any time yeah no i get it no i get it i mean it's there's something to be said about trying to keep order and yeah it's a kind of a buzzkill for the government to come down and say no all that fun that you were having years past yeah. is kind of getting a little bit out of control and you know, maybe we kind of have to put a stop yeah. to it, which is weird because what is stopping people from congregate? Like literally, like couldn't just people show up anyway? Like regardless of what the government or what the is it who is it, is it the local government that's showing? It's the it Tokyo, right? Basically, it's the Tokyo local government. So that's where like um so basically, and it's changing a lot now. But you know, when when it gets to this point, um, like. People will kind of, I don't know how it will end up, but they will probably not really show up or like certainly not show up in the kind of numbers that you expect. Because one of the things that the, you know, the Japanese are well behaved in many cases because not because they're, you know, they're as people better than anybody else, but it's a shame driven society. Yeah. So you don't want to be the guy, you know, 
you know, with your, you know, picture take, you know, your video taken in Shibuya when they were told, don't come here. And then suddenly, you know, the news crews are going to be there and the news crews, you know, shows this person and you don't want to be that guy on TV, right? Yeah, I get it. So, yeah. so they, there's a big public shaming aspect to yeah. it. It's like, hey, wait so a minute. Think, yeah. Now, maybe the fact that, you know, you're in disguise, right? You're in costume <laughs> will, will make that a little bit different, but still. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 kind of a bummer. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it's funny that like Halloween isn't I mean, I guess it isn't f unusual f looking from the outside that Halloween would wouldn't be um, of a Japanese like, like mainstay, but horror in and of itself, like, yeah. is very Japanese, like, there's absolutely, absolutely. There's a, you know, so there's an aspect, it's just not so much the Halloween tradition that's Japanese. Well, there's the other part that's uh, very Japanese is cosplay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know, right? It's like the the peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, that's, like, you know, know, it should fit together. Right. That's their know? thing, you know. Yeah. So um, it, it's no surprise that Halloween has become this thing, right? So, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe I don't. Uh, you know, maybe maybe this will have. I don't know, it'll lead. Uh, in, maybe next year, like people will be more well behaved, or they'll. <laughs> Maybe they'll be, and I mean, like, yeah, I, it'll be like better regulated, or they can, you know. I think of... they just need like a Halloween event where they go. You go to this place, and then yes. we'll have these things, and you know, that's what they probably need, right? Yeah, like they need a more organized thing. We're like, gonna wait, open up is... Tokyo Dome for Halloween, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't they build a sphere out in Tokyo? Sphere, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the sphere, by the way? Have we talked about the sphere? I in vegas the one in vegas right it's pretty pretty trippy yeah i mean i only saw the youtube footage yeah. but um, right. so yeah. so we're, we're good uh, again i apologize not to you to the bathroom what i just did is definitely oh my goodness uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk war crimes which is i had on the list but but let's not talk for a second so i can find the pause here all right i'm sorry joe and you finished your thoughts on mario we, 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 we had a whole other thought on. without you. You interrupted our podcast. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, so my gaming, I haven't done it, Joe. I no, didn't. we're done with that. We already we already left the game. We, 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 we went to crime in Japan. I, oh, we were back. Okay. But I, 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 will, I will looking forward to it. I was just going to say I didn't do it. But when I was putting the sounds together, it was everything I could do. Because it, it, it would take an hour to get I so wanted to play Missile Command, but I'm not sure I have it. Like, I don't want to play it on an emulator. I, I want to see if I, ha I, if I have yeah. it. I'm like, oh, I was going to play it. If I don't, I'm I, pretty, but, if you don't have it, I have it. I but think. the next time, like, she, the management goes out of town, I'm setting it up. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> setting it up. And, uh, you know, I got it's the little TV right ass. here. Yeah, but you know what? I, and I don't drink. I haven't drank in like 15 years. But I, I think, I think the perfect Saturday night would be like I don't know, just Jiffy sitting pop, here li listening to some Jiffy Pop, have a couple beers, listen <laughs> to some Talking Heads, and play Missile Command. Missile Command. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll rent a, a shag carpet that you can put <sighs> on the floor. Well, I'll get that TV, that console TV, working somehow. I'm sure it's just, I'm sure it's just a loose screw and not something that will electrocute me. Um, so yeah, so you, you did touch on it, dude. I have seen the footage of the U2 sphere concert and, and I don't want to go, even though it's one of my favorite bands, because after you leave that show, what would be the purpose of going on? 
<laughs> like life will never be that amazing yeah. again. No, I've seen. You know so what? You know, you, you know what? If you think about it, they're gonna play something from the Zootopia or whatever the fuck they call it, and he says, "Why the hell did they play that song?" Song, and then <laughs> you have a reason to go to other things. But no, I've, the footage that I've seen, it's it's breathtaking. It's, it's absolutely yeah, amazing. You know, and that technology, like, you know, it's been out for several years now where, yeah. you know, when they do the Mandalorian, if they're just in one room, but you swear to God, they're on this alien planet or that alien planet. And yeah, it's just a big just, TV screen behind them. That's it. Yeah. That's all. It's oh, yeah. it, 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 it is something. Uh, did you uh, did you guys also talk sport? Because there is no sport in the world. So let's just get right into about, it's freaking hockey season. Right. What do, you do, what do you mean? It's 80 degrees in Boston. It. How can oh. it be hockey season? Actually, it, now that you say that, it is hockey season. And I thought it was wabbit season. I got <laughs> hockey season. Wabbit season. I have to find out. Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to see what time it is. I am going to see our friend uh, Mazanora is in town playing a tournament, and I will be going Ooh. to his game tomorrow That's morning cool. at 7.30 in Marblehead, Mass. So by the time this drops, I would have already seen him. He's in town playing a tournament from Quebec. Very excited. I still plan on taking a trip up there this season to, you know, catch a game. Um, Wait, did you say you're going to go to Marlboro? Yes. Oh, that's where know, the, I have a friend that lives there. Yeah, they, they they built it just when I went to L.A. So it's it's fine mm. now, but it was a mecca when they mm. first. It was gorgeous. It's one of those four rank facilities where right, right, right. Upstairs is a bar lounge area where you can see all four ranks at once. Yeah, you know. So so, but I am. I'm. Uh, I will be. I will be driving out there first thing in the morning. Very much looking forward to it. Um, but that's my only sport thing. But more importantly, let's talk about what we're watching yeah um, i like i like tv you watching anything biff before i fall down the I'm rabbit hole I'm, I'm i'm well so i've been streaming this thing called espn plus hmm. and i'm no i'm just kidding um <laughs> you know what i am um so i did uh finish the previous season of demon slayer so i'm gonna go back to that and then i was gonna go watch the uh the one piece real uh, live action movie because i um, I watched a lot of it with my son, and then I stopped watching it. So I'm probably now like 500 episodes behind. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's like but a thousand I... episodes, like right, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like I wasn't even exaggerating. I'm like yeah. 500 episodes behind, and so, but the por portion that's in the live action, I've already seen the the you know the regular anime for, so I could probably catch up on that. So those are the things I'm gonna kind of think about trying to watching. Yeah, how about you guys? Um, I myself, uh, last night, I just watched the new South Park Paramount Plus special um, mm. Into the Panderverse, which is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a, it's an alternate universe uh, a premise where um, the South Park boys are replaced by diverse women of color. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Kathleen Kennedy is to blame. So... I won't get too much into it. And there's also like a B story mm. about how nobody knows how to, nobody knows how to do shit anymore. Okay. You know? So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not, again, it's, and it's one of those weird one-off specials that right. it's not part of the, they made a crazy ass deal with Paramount, like the, the South Park guys and Comedy Central and HBO. Like it's like split between three different parties. So Paramount, the Paramount deal is they have to make quote unquote, exclusive movies 
and that's this is the one of those um movies but it's it's fun i like it it, it I, I had a couple of good laughs and a couple of groans but it, all in all it still holds up as a, is the south park south park guys still kind of know what they're doing yeah um so it, it, that's a yeah. good time i almost bought a south park uh aloha shirt so how oh, nice <laughs> i uh no, that's when, when when Joe and I watched the 25th anniversary, which is just so insane yeah. concert from Red Rocks. I was like, yeah. And then I've seen, yeah. When I every time I see newer clips, I'm saying, yeah, these guys are still awfulsome. They're still horrible you human know, beings yeah. that I feel like I have to take a shower because I feel so bad and dirty from laughing so much yeah. at stuff <laughs> that I and, should not be laughing over. And you know Trey Parker, I think is an LA Kings fan. So like at LA Kings game, we actually get Cartman clips, you know, for to basically the, the, the premise is always the same. Where you know, like you know, some like a Kenny will come out as the fan of the other team, yep. and then you know he gets killed, kind of a thing. So it's the same premise, but you know, they we have Cartman clips at LA Kings games. So exclusive. I've watched uh, and Joe's watching. I finished. Uh, the latest season of Murderers, and I gotta tell you, it's only like, murders in the building for those of yep, you not yep. initiated. Martin Short and, and Steve yeah. Martin and Selena Gomez. It's like these guys are like mid seventies vaudevillians from a, yeah. a from a day pat, and she just fits in so well. But this season, yeah. like Paul Rudd is in the cast, uh, and he is just he's just great. And, he, uh, and Myrtle, somebody. Uh, well, and it's funny. So I the name just, escapes me. Like uh, you know, without giving it, you know, like Meryl Streep, and then the, That's it, yeah. Streep, Streep. one of the first episodes, she has to play a, 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 an old actress who isn't really great and is kind of ditzy and whatever. And at a table read, she was so good at that character. And, and Joe and I've heard this on other podcasts that they were like. Oh, is she losing it? And then they're like, oh, no, she's in character from day character. one. But then I just saw a clip of behind the scenes thing of them hanging out. And it just seems like so much fun. They just yeah. seem like it's it's a fun, fun thing. Um, and, it, you know, again, like they're, they're doing a Broadway play that they released wow. the entire album of the play that they're doing. Like, that's the whole premise. It's like, mm. you know, like this season is they're doing a play and. It's great. It's 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 really fun. But the biggest thing is, and uh, we've just talked about the last time is Joe has curated all these early eighty episodes of a local show called uh, Chronicle, which is a half hour magazine show. And right, right. It, it was Jabberwocky a WGBH thing, or was that that was no, this that is was all WCVB? Okay, so channel tell, five. Tell, uh, so WCVB is the channel is the is what's known in Boston is channel five. It's the ABC affiliate. They've been around since like 1972. And since then, the, they've created uh, they, a lot of original programming. And at a time in the seventies, when there weren't a lot of local original programming being done, you know, a lot of it was, you know, NBC and ABC. So one of their local programs was uh Jabberwocky, which was a, a kid's show. It was like a, mostly human but with one puppet maybe two but i think it was just one puppet called dirty dirty frank i think that's the character's name it's like he looks like 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 um um robin williams in the fisher king you know like, <laughs> really scraggly you know but um he has a boston accent and he you know 
he's always have he's always having to be taught how to you know behave properly and you know kind of like oscar the grouch but not as grouchy um so and it's fun and they actually really well written actually like a lot of these uh shows luckily are still preserved by some wonderful organization up in maine by the way um but they they stupidly put all of these videos for viewing for free on their website which is not the highest quality but it's still like all there, commercial free and sometimes these are from the master tapes so you can like hear like the chatter in between during commercial like the black between commercial breaks when like the crew is doing their thing anyways so jabberwocky is a 70s kids show that jack probably grew up watching because it came on early mornings in the boston area um and it played like through like the 90s like it was one of those shows where i remember seeing episodes of um and there they do they talk about social issues one of them and one episode that i showed jack initially was called being black from 1974 Mm. and it could it could be played today it's about basically Uh, like the character is trying to you know culturally appropriate blackness because they were getting letters from viewers saying they wish they had more black representation or talked more about black culture on their show. And they do have a black cast member or they also wanted the cast member to be more black because yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. black enough. There, there was an old lady who wrote in who who's telling them the, the, the black character, you know, you should do better for your community. This is on you. You're not being black enough. And then it was one of those things where he, you know the 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 Robert Williams from Fisher King is tr- is trying to be supportive of his friend, and so he decides, oh, there's not enough black on the show. I should do my part, and I'm going to appropriate. I'm going to put on an afro and talk jive, and yeah, and he has to be told like, hey, that's not cool, man, because here's why. And so, and then he gets, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't understand and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it's kind of like, yeah, like they were teaching kids this back in the seventies because of course, and now it's like 2023 and it's like, yeah, you know, we're still teaching people. Oh yeah, that's right. New people are born every day and they have to be told not to culturally appropriate because, you know, they feel like that they have entitlement because oh yeah they've always been able to do whatever they want and act however they want without repercussion so um why why stop now but yeah so there's that but there's also this show called chronicle that is a magazine show it started in 82. uh it's kind of like a you know it has like a news presentation but it's like a mm-hmm. mini 60 minutes type show and um but but it's local it's local it's here, local yeah. and it all yeah. but they talk about like bigger issues like they talk you know, right. you know how they affect the boston area like one that Jacques probably wants to talk about is when, uh, you know, video games were being introduced. And this is like in 1982. And by video games, they just mean arcade games, essentially. Right, 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 right. And how, you know, that's, you know, taking hold and how, how big of a business it is and how, what are, you know, how arcades in the Boston area are faring and, you know, what challenges like, you know, they have to meet with the types of people that come in and, you know, and just, you need just the games themselves, you know, right. um, there, I'm sure there was a little bit of like, our, 
you know, video game panic because they didn't want their kids <laughs> rotting right. away playing video games and pumping their, you know, parents' hard-earned quarters into these machines all goddamn <laughs> or, day. Or turning to crime to feed their video game addiction. One right. quarter at a time. At a time. <laughs> yeah. But there um, are other, I mean, there's so many others. Like, there's, but there's also, like, local music uh, acts, you know, like, uh, like, like the new wave scene and like the punk scene. Wow, Boston has a music scene. Is that right? I heard. You know, it's very small. Well, it's, it's, it's it, mostly banjo. And but. and and, and, and <laughs> this is just a Massachusetts thing because New Hampshire channel, uh, the New Hampshire ABC affiliate has their chronicle as well, which I didn't know till about twenty years ago. And I think they used to get this chronicle, but they also now have their own. But what's great is the guy Chet Curtis who legend you know late 70s to to mid 90s he was you know the the correspondent there was a sitcom based on him and his wife um <clears throat> who were news team but this guy what what is was he at the time 40 yeah you know but a 40 year old guy in 82 kind of seemed like he was 65 but him explaining the strategy of how to play Pac-Man and how, you know, how the hunted <laughs> becomes a hunter when you eat the top. It's, uh, it, 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 but it's, but it's like management. And I watched one episode and it had like this, this, the, the dance scene in, in new England. It was just great. I mean, it is right. The club, like the, the, the did, you see, did you see the one where they go to club Metro? Yeah, right out, uh, Lans uh, on right, Lansdowne, right. Yeah. You know, just the outfits. It's like, man, the costuming on this, they really got the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was watching that, and then I was thinking of, like, recent TV shows that are set in the 80s. And when I watch it with my wife, I'm always thinking, like, we both agree, like, they got the hair wrong. They got the outfits wrong. Like, this is an 80s. Like, just because they have, like, you know, um, you know, their their hair is always wrong in these retro shows. Like they just mm -hmm. this for some reason they can't quite get it right. Right, because what little we've done right over the last forty years about the environment is that hairspray no longer yeah. exists. <laughs> but they have it, wigs I mean, though. They have wigs. Yeah. Yeah. But they just need to open up, you know, like a few earbooks from back then, right? That's what they just really need to do. Oh, right? Yeah, get a few can't, earbooks. Can't AI make a, a you know a hairpiece that is. <laughs> Historically Don't accurate. Praise the machine. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm because because you know Biff's a tech guy. I'm, I'm sort of worried that he's gonna feed all 350 episodes of Carnival Personnel into an AI generator, and, and, and it's like you know he's gonna get an AI generator and and hook it up to a subscription of like Huffington Post and just say oh, we no, don't no, have no. to do the podcast anymore. The well, it's gonna be like you know use these out. voices and use these tendencies, but make it funnier, right? Yes. <laughs> so you're not sending a bar high. Uh, no, that's great. Um, so th that's what I've been watching. And now uh, we're winding up with a parenting tip. I'm just going to say that, um, you know, sometimes you just got to go with the flow. <laughs> and when I say that, it's because, uh, so, um, you know, my my son's been having, you know, issues at, at his work for a while now. And I'm completely, you know, behind him on, I mean, basically, I think his employers are just, you know, it's just, it's a family run business. And then, you know, all the Nepo stuff that happens as, as a result of that. I think has led to a lot of incompetency and, and, but, you know, he, so he kind of abruptly quit his job. And, you know, one of the big things I did tell him was that, 
you know, you're at the work for 40 hours a week. And this is something that we learned from counseling, you know, after a very grim incident at my work is that, you know, 40 hours a week is a long time in a week to spend being, you know, feeling miserable, right? So at some point, you know, you got to take care of yourself. So, you know, it's one of those things. So, yeah. So I guess, and, you know, maybe <laughs> not, not, not that I'm, you know, encouraging Jock's kids to quit school just because they're miserable, but you know, th there is that aspect of it, you know, Hey, I tried quitting this podcast because I was miserable. I Look know. where I am now. I know. So there Every you go. time you thought you were out, they pulled you back. Way back in. What do you got, Joe? Um, I got, um, what's that word that means you don't have anything? Nothing. I got nothing. You know, it's funny about quitting school. I actually, you know what one of them kind of likes school and the other one doesn't mind it but he keeps getting suspended we had to have and our last suspension you know meeting last week uh the advocate i think did a pretty good job explaining to the principal uh you realize this is exactly what he wants right <laughs> like like getting suspended is a deterrent for other kids uh this is does not like if, if this was my other son you know, really he should be getting extra school right so, right like, well, no that's, that's what we're doing we're like you know this right. you know what are you going to realize anyway no my parenting tip and and you were just mentioning it, Joe, like, you know, you were talking like, oh, yeah, in that episode of South Park where people don't know how to do anything. I do so much for our boys and my parenting tip, and it's a semi-real one. It's hard when you like I, I fight myself not to do everything for them so that they don't grow up not knowing how to do something. And the oldest one all summer was talking about getting his permit and starting that process. And it's everything I could do not to sign him up, sit him down, like here, here's a manual, watch online. It's all online. You can, you know, you can study by watching this. Let's go take your permit test. And it would make my life infinitely simpler. And, 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 and we're still looking a year down the road. Yeah. Dude, you can run your brother to football. You can take yourself to football. You know what I mean? If I'm not having to do all of these, I would save myself so much hassle. But if I do it for him, and so just today we have the, well, I thought I was this was going to happen by now. And I'm like, uh-huh, that's why I sent you the link. And And there was kind of that unspoken, well, I thought this was another thing that you were just, we were going to talk about me doing but that you were really going to do for me. And now I'm upset because I thought you were going to do it for me. You didn't do it for me, but I can't really be mad at you, Papa, because I'm supposed to do it, but I'm going to be mad at you anyways. And, uh, and that's my parenting tip. It's like, it would make your life easier to do everything for them and to micromanage or just like, put that down. That's not how you rake a yard. It's just, it's, let me show you. And an hour later, you realize you rake the yard. And Tom Sawyer had the same sort of feeling. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it's it's tough. It's like, oh, my life would be easier if he fucking could. Can you run me down to Market Basket? Oh, fuck. It's right down the street. It's like, you know what I mean? But to run down, if I run down, get, get, get you know. almost ready to get his license? Get a scene. What's that? Isn't he almost ready to get our license? Well, that's what I said. Like he in the state of Massachusetts, you can get your permit on your 16th right. birthday. And okay. when you're 16 and a half, you can drive by yourself. 
You can drive in a car by yourself. I don't think you can drive after like 8 o'clock at night unless there's an adult in the car. And okay. you can't drive with somebody under 18 in the car without an adult until you're 18, I think. Okay. Do you know, Joe, because you're kind of going through this. Yeah, I thought I – thought, see, I didn't think that they could drive on their own with a permit. You have no, to no, no, a, they can't. You know, yeah, no, for yeah. six months. But, right. but so, so if you get – technically, if you get your permit at 16 – Oh, I didn't know. Like, I, I, I honestly didn't know that if you had your permit for six months and didn't take the road test, you could still drive. No, no, you on can't. Your... You can't. Okay. But that's one. But you're eligible yeah. to get your license when you're yeah, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, and uh, half. yeah. Right. Yes. And so that was my calculus. It's like, okay, September, he gets it. By February, March, if he wants to run down to Market Basket, he can run down to Market Basket. I don't have to take a half hour out of my life because. Yeah he forgot this ingredient for something he's making or, you know, it's like, Oh, he has practice or he wants to go meet his friend from point A to point B. And I don't have to drive him there. And then it's like, you know, like the little one, he likes the, there's a roller skating rink on Wednesday and like this. It's a, anyways, mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to hang out with him and his friends. Where am I going? <laughs> like, 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 like it's only a two hour thing. I don't have time to come home and go back and I just kind of have to stay there. But yeah. it's so nice to say, yeah, you want the car, take your brother to this. You know what I mean? And then you can, but, uh, but the toughest thing is, even though it fucks my world up, it's like, I can't, I can't have him going through life. Oh, I thought you were going to, I know you said this time that I was going to have to do it, but I thought you meant next time, time. I was going to have to do it. So it's like, no. No, it's 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 now. You're 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 at that age where you can do this. So yeah, spread your wings, man. Learn to fly. So yeah, then that's what we're gonna do with this podcast. We're done. It's it. We hit the end. Thank you for joining us on Carnival Personnel. Follow us on social media at Carnival Personnel, a Carnival Podcast, um, on Instagram, not Twitter. Because it's not called Twitter anymore. <laughs> it's called X. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, shit. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a pleasant thought. Um, and yeah, and Biff, thank you for joining, uh, allowing me to join you on your podcast. Because I'm still a minor. I, I'm still a mere <laughs> guest on this podcast. I don't consider myself part of it. I don't consider myself co-host. I'm just a, a special guest star. Like... Uh, you know, like on, um, like on Police Squad. You know, when <laughs> when George Hamilton was a special guest star as President Abraham Lincoln. That's me. <laughs> I'm like Lincoln, is what I'm saying. So that's it. Uh, and to enjoy this week's uh, sideshow where we talk about childhood sounds. It, it, you know, it's not like us to talk about our past or the past in general. We don't like to dwell, but. Um, we will, and you'll you'll like it. Uh, you'll get a lot of uh, perspectives, not just you know from the Boston area, but also from um, overseas, uh, parts unknown, as we like to call it. Uh, <laughs> and it'll be it'll be fun. And maybe you know what? If you have sounds that you um, associate with your childhood, um, keep it to yourself. Now, we don't want to know about it. We're not an interactive the podcast. The opening of the great tape. 
Duct tape opening, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The peeling the of the... Smashing uh, of the van door. No. Right. <laughs> All the abduction noises. Yes, right. Oh, yeah, when you're opening Halloween candy. No, they didn't have Halloween candy wrapped when you were a kid. They just, they just, they just had loose candy, like loose cigarettes. You know, like there was nothing packaged. Everything was like, you know, homemade baked goods back in those days. Um, and there were no fucking razor blades. Um, by the way, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, be safe out there. Um, <laughs> sorry, Tokyo. You can't celebrate. <laughs> you can't celebrate Halloween this year because of the government, man. They're taking away our Halloween. Um, but, um, yeah, just, you know, use your head. Um, be kind, rewind, and don't forget. <laughs>